Real so quick, keep, keep talking back here. So this is Ryan. We're at the National Fire Radio Studios. We're coming to you live, and I'd like to welcome one somebody that I got a chance to meet this year at Firehouse World. I walked up to him and I was like, "Yo, this is Ryan from National Fire Radio." He says, "Get out of here, dude. You're not from Jersey. <laughs> no, not even close." What's up, Jerry? How are you, brother? Thank so, you for uh, joining us. Man, this is awesome. So we just finished a. Uh, we just finished a podcast on the National Fire Radio platform, so I, I grabbed Jeremy real quick. We got Rob behind us. Rob, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Say, hello to, say hello to the Jump Seat Nation. Oh, this is a Jump Seat Nation? That's jump seat I'm going to sit down in my seat for this. That's right. <laughs> All right. And I'm also going to run your phone so I can switch up on the there you go. Here you go. Instagram so, if you want. Jeremy, tell me what National Fire Radio is. And we've got, we've got a guy named Murphy over there. Murphy, you blew me away today, bud. And I'm going to save you for another guest for another day on Jump Seat Radio. Uh, nice. I could come to West Virginia. What's that? Climbing. Yeah, we need to get do together. Do some climbing, rafting. I mean, he's it. Climbing. Yeah. Climbing. Have you, have you river. seen me? He's a climber. They don't have ropes rated this this high. I get it. Trust <laughs> me. I'm right there with you. I completely understand. So, Jeremy, tell me what National Fire Radio is. It's a mess is what it is. <laughs> no. Uh, listen, we are incredibly humbled to have you here. One. Two. National Fire Radio? It is a social media platform about bringing forth what this job is all about. And we're not so much involved in the training and worried about how you stretch lines and throw ladders and put the fire out. There's a lot of guys out there that have a lot more street cred than I do on the, right. on the tactical side. What we bring forth is we worry about culture and tradition and we worry about the new versus old and we worry about the amount of guys that are leaving the job at such a rapid pace and taking all this skill, knowledge, and smarts, street smarts with them. And so what we're trying to do is capture those stories. And we're trying to get guys into our studio or out in the street. We're trying to get the senior man to understand that his stories are valuable and that people want to hear them. The biggest thing is every time we talk to people and we try to educate them, we try to tell them, listen, tell, share your story, share it. You know, you're going to take that story with you. And a lot of times, guys don't really understand that what they can bring to the table or the stories they have over that 25-year, 30-year career will shape and mold the next generation. And when these guys leave us and take those stories with them, we're at a loss. We're losing. And so for National Fire Radio, we're Instagram, we're Facebook, we're YouTube, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. We're basically just a bunch of guys that love the job and have a passion for the craft. And that's it. I mean, it's that simple. It really is. Where does that passion come from? Does it come from your roots here in New Jersey? And we are in New Jersey, and thank you for having me, by the way. Of course. And, you know, it, it's you know hilarious because where did it come from? I don't know. I think um, personally, myself, uh, I feel uh, we had uh, Murph here tonight, who's one of my dear friends, and uh, he, he was on camera. Yeah, you, your dear friend. But I. On camera? No, you're, you're on the microphone though. Here, hold on. I, I want to say something. This, I, your question to Jay. Yeah. I think it came from the fact that we both came from a volunteer fire department. There. Didn't value some of the things that we've come to learn that should have been valued. Wow. And maybe he's kind of correcting that. To be brutally honest, and um, yeah, you know, like we had senior guys in the volunteer fire department, right? No, I'm not. Go ahead, man. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like you're not. Yeah, you're not that, getting. That, that weren't treated like senior guys, right? And I think that we're like, we're like, um, wow, rectifying that. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's pretty heavy stuff. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and, and I'm not like trying to shit. No, 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 no. The no. place where he came from, because right, right, because 
like there's a ton of awesome stuff that came out of that place too. Absolutely. Like, and if you can't be critical of where, where you come from, like what good are you, right? right. Like, so yeah, I just want to say that I just had that little uh, little epiphany there. Thank, thank you. Yeah. So back to Jay. <laughs> And, and I, I, I will say this. Thanks, Murph. Um, uh, you know, I, I think there's a bit of truth in that. Um, Matt and I came out of the same volunteer mill, if you will. Yeah, and yeah. what I'm what I'm super proud about um, from that organization is I'm, I'm a second-generation guy. I grew up in a firehouse. I had the right. ability to be the young kid that got to tag along and to see what was being done and how the place ran. So I have a tremendous amount of uh, tradition and value that runs through my blood when it comes to this firehouse. And so the one thing, I think Murph's right. I think there was a, the, the hierarchy sometimes gets lost, it gets muddied. Um, we don't respect maybe the guys the way we should. Maybe I'm trying to right some wrongs. I tend to now be that voice in the firehouse that what I do in National Fire Radio is me in the firehouse. I'm typically the one pulling the strings. I call it the puppet master, if you will. Um, but I get that. I think that's probably what drove me to liking you. And that's going to sound really fanboyish. I'm rocking the Solid Brothers doing Solid Brother things, right? And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But when I saw you in Nashville, and my, me and my main man Pip always kind of give you a hard time. This is Jeremy from National Fire Radio. You portray the love of what we do. You portray, but I really think, and I envision you being the voice of the tradition, you being the voice of, of the what's right in the world. Because, I mean, I've been with you now for a couple days now, and you haven't said a bad word about anybody anywhere. You know, I listen, I'm not perfect, and I, I don't, uh, you know, I am very opinionated in the fire service. I tend to keep some of my opinions to myself. Um, but I also do every once in a while my Sunday night rant where I go right. on to a topic. Sebi today just cut a video for me where I went off for three minutes on a topic and I'm excited to get that content out there. I think the one thing about myself and the guys, Rob, I mean, it, I can't do any of this without Sebi and Rob and Chris and, uh, and, Chris, and you know, and so on. But these guys do so much for me that like, I, you know, I, I it's, it's a team effort, but What's exciting for me is that, you know, we get to be authentic. And I think the only way, Ryan, and this sticks for you too, is like you have to be yourself, you have to be authentic, you have to portray the right message. Um, and I think going back to just where you were with that, negativity runs rampant in this fire service. In the world. In the world. Yeah. You're right, Murph, you're absolutely right. Negativity always overshadows the positive on the fire ground, in the firehouse, outside when guys get together. I mean, there's supposed to be this thing in the firehouse that when you get there, you turn off everything else and you're there for the firehouse. You're there for the job and the company. Right. But too often now we're bringing in all of our outside stuff. And I get that, totally get that. But we have to be able to turn that off and treat each other like equals. And in the volunteer fire service, because that's what I can speak of, I've been doing it for 24 years, a 90-year-old man and a 16-year-old kid are treated like equals in my house. And ooh, think about that, right? Yeah, and and what's, what's incredibly interesting about that is all of my friends on the outside of the fire service looking in that just don't understand right. the fire service, they have a very hard time understanding how my friend group can go from 16 or 18 years old all the way up to 90 and we treat each other like equals and they're all welcome to my house and I'm welcome in their house. And we treat each other and walk the same line. And all of my friends, my wife's friends that have become my good friends, they have a hard time understanding how that can possibly be the norm. 
Right. And I think it has a lot to do with that mutual respect. And so you, you say, I have a lot of positive things to say. I do. I absolutely do. And I think it's because I respect the institution more than myself. Oh. And that and that's huge. And I don't I, I don't know if you're like twisting and turning over no. this or what, but but that's fact. Like when you love a passion, and I think where Murph was going before too, and something that I don't speak about often, my volunteer department has pumped out incredible firefighters. Right, and right. We have pumped out a tremendous amount of Pump. career firemen. Pumped. No Pump. pun no pun intended. <laughs> but pumping. We've we've put out a tremendous amount of talent that now is rising through the ranks in many right. city departments across the country, right? And myself, I'm one of those guys that never left. I probably should have. I had opportunities. I didn't, right? right? And I remained where I am, and I don't regret any single decisions that I have. But I'm one of those guys that kind of got left behind when Murph left and other guys have left. I sit back as like, I don't know, the guy that sits back and just gets to cherish the fact that we were able to put out right. talent like this because I think, or I like to think that under my tutelage and under, you know, under my tutelage and under our department, we're able to put out guys that have a drive and desire to do bigger and better. And that's huge for me. And I, and I take, that, I take that home every single day. Yeah, but I, I also think too, when it comes to, well, this has got a little weight to it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But when it comes to um, that aspect of Franklin Lakes specifically, because like I, I was the outsider in all this, so I didn't really know many of the Franklin Lakes people. Right. But Jay, Jay would talk about like, oh, well, we've had this guy, we've had this guy, you know? And then like, he's kind of like this puzzle piece that goes in because when I watch their functions, he's that uh, cog that's putting them together to say like, oh, hey, this is Ryan. He was our, he was a member back right. here when he was 16, 17. He's now on, on a job in Charleston, West Virginia. He's got right. some good things. He does his podcast. He's got this, this social media platform and he kind of ties it in with the department. So it's really like, it, it goes more into, thank you. It goes, <laughs> We're Facebook Live now, so. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, on Jay's chin. Yeah. yeah, which one? <laughs> All of them. But the thing about it is, Jeremy, is I think that's what you and I've had, you and I spoke at yeah, length. Number one, thank you for your friendship. I want to spin this back around to my core listener or our, the core listener of the Jump Seat Radio podcast. And that is a snot nose wet behind the ear, I want to be an FBNY, I want to be a Charlie West firefighter. How does one, and listen, this generational crap is a bunch of crap. It's a bunch of crap. I, I will go get my group, my latest group of recruits that's just getting ready to come off probation, and I'll bring them to Rescue 3, and I'm telling you what, you better have your stuff strapped up, because my boys are going to bring it. I believe You're that this generational that. stuff, I, I, that's how much I believe in them because you know why? I work for the best fire department in the world. Right. Tony Kelleher says it the best. If you don't work for the best fire department in the world, go find another fire department because you ain't there. I think that's what draws me to you. It's because when I talk to you, it's like the world is a little bit stronger place because I talked to Jeremy from National Fire Radio. Back to my original point, which was somewhere in this whole mess of ramble that I have. How does that young firefighter respect the 90-year-old, give the senior rescue firefighter his or her due, but yet start embracing those traditions and start building that through their career. Yeah, I, you know, that is a, that's a huge question that we could spend hours on, but I, the, the, simple, the simple one is this. Leave everything you know at the door. Come in with an open mind right. and understand that you're there because you want to be there. Ooh. And you have to, and, and you know, and I can only speak and attest to what I know, right? And and I'm not in a career house. I do not 
you know, belong to a career department. It's not my career. Right. But I treat every single time I go out on that rig like it is my job. Right. And I think what's hugely important is that we have to educate the ones that come in that they have to understand that there was a lot before them. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I got Siri talking to me over here. But I, I, will, I will say this. Um, you know, you <laughs> guys, guys are killing me. You, you kill hold on, hold that thought. You're on a roll. Yeah, you're stopped. on a roll. Keep going. You're killing me, Smalls. So where, where I want to go with this is this, right? When you walk into the firehouse, you leave it at the door. Right. Everything you know from your private life or your social life gets left at the door. Right. Inhibitions, expectations, it all gets left there. And at the end of the day, you're there for one reason, and that's the end user. And when people aren't there for the right reasons, when we when people are there to get something out of it for themselves, they lose, and we lose. We have to understand, we, we absolutely have to understand that this thing is bigger than us, and that we're not gonna lose sleep. Like, I, I love these guys that walk into the firehouse, they do it, and then they're like, it's all about all of a sudden on their terms. Right. Right? Right. And guess what? When you disappear, we're still gonna move on without you. Ooh. And you have to understand, Ooh. right? You have to understand as a department, as a company, right? As a, as a structured company that we are, we have to move on without you. And so you're there to give your best 100% of the time, 100% you're there. But please understand that I don't owe you anything. And I talked about this, and I talked about this before. And I might be ruffling feathers. Yeah, I don't yeah. say, is Sunday night? No, yeah, where, I'm, where I'm going. But where I'm going with this is this, and I've I've had this conversation because what's happening in the volunteer services as the ranks are thinning out, we're getting younger and younger officers. And I've had this conversation with a few of my younger officers, and it comes down to this: a lot of times, the ten percenters does ninety percent of the work. Yeah, fact. But what happens is fact. with that ten percent is that 10% because they know how valuable they are to the organization, Right. they tend to cheat a little bit and expect more in return. And so what you have to do is understand that just because you're giving more, we can't hold people to the same expectations we hold ourselves to. Right. But you also have to understand that the department doesn't owe you more because you're putting more in than the next guy. So what you're saying is you should serve without any expectations on return. Absolutely. That's what this is. This is a thankless job. All right. We've talked. We talked about many things tonight. If you don't have any expectations that you're wanting met, you're never going to be disappointed. True. If you don't ever have any expectations, you're never going to be let down because my expectations weren't met. Pretty mm -hmm. existential. No, yeah, this, this, that's an excellent point. And, and this goes back to another hold podcast. On, hold on, hold on. Come here, camera guy. Right. Come on, this is savvy. <laughs> All right, so this goes back to an, an old, older podcast that I listen to, and it actually right. goes back to it's a political podcast and whatnot, but he talks about relationships a lot in it. And one of the biggest things he says, and you can apply this to the fire service as well, and you do the same thing with your career. When your expectations are low, but your giving is high, Ooh. you will have a successful relationship. When your expectations are high, but your giving is low, Ooh. you will have. Are you, and in terms of marriage, you'll be divorced within two years. Yeah. Right. In terms of your career, you're going to be miserable and want to get the hell out of there. Right. But when you're constantly giving, and, and this goes back to volunteering with Jay, it's when you're constantly giving into the service, but you're not really expecting anything out of it, you're there to help people, and it's a thankless job, you're going to enjoy the job a hell of a lot more. Woo. That's what I'm saying. 
And that's it, ladies and gentlemen, live from the She Shed and National Fire Radio. Yeah. That's that's some good stuff, Jeremy. It is, and that's why I surround myself with these guys because we, right. you know, when when I this was my this was my thing, and and a little backstory just on myself. You asked how this whole thing started and so right. on. Myself, the reason why I didn't become a career fireman was because I had a family business that I jumped into right out of college, and the 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 job does very well for me and my family, and so I never left it. Right. I don't have regrets in life, but I would have loved to have been a career fireman. I've had opportunities, didn't fall through on it, but no regrets. Life is grand. I have a beautiful family, a good job, everything's great. But my job is a family business, and so I have family that relies on me every single day. They put food on their tables because of my salesmanship, because of who I am right. and how I run the business. Never ever in my life, in 41 years, I'll be 42 next week, never, I know, no. Never have I done anything for myself. Right. And so in 2017, at the end of the year, I said to my, I said to my wife, Terry, I said, I'm, I want to do something myself. I said, I want to do my own project. I've never done anything for myself. I've always had people rely on me. I said, I don't want anybody to hang on me. I want to do my own thing for my, on my own terms and everything else. I saw, truthfully, I saw a big hole in the industry. This fire industry, the problem is with it, is that it's getting old. We have a lot of youth, but it's getting old. And the right. practices and the traditions in this industry are aging out and nobody's trying to bridge that gap between young and old and find new ways of communication. And so I said, you know what? I think we could roll something out. I think we could do something good. I rounded myself out with incredible guys and off we go. And so, you know, for Sebi to jump on, Sebi does all of our background stuff. He's our, our you know, tech editing, does all that. Incredible fireman. He's going to get on the job any day now. He's a home run, man. He's a great kid. He's doing awesome things. So how do they find those resources, Jeremy? This is where the whole, I think, that, and this is this is completely off the hip, and if I snowball you with what I'm getting ready to say, uh, I'll leave town here shortly in my white Jeep, and hopefully they'll snow me in a snowman getting I'll run over. I see this gap of National Fire Radio as you evolve, offering the youth, that, and I'm pointing to the camera on Facebook Live, because we're on Facebook Live, of offering <laughs> where to find it at. An avenue. I mean, look at your look at your banner back here. It's an old school microphone. You've got all your old school helmets out there. I see National Fire Radio giving us that history. Man, I'd love to see the history behind that picture that you have right there. That's I'm exactly like, the point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 But but it is. Right? It is. I mean, no, like, you're, you're, I and it. I'm so happy that you're hitting on that because like that's what we need to instill. And I talk about this all the time. Is like we have to know where we came from right. to go somewhere. Absolutely. If you, if you don't know your roots, how do you know where you need to go? And it falls through the cracking department so much. We what are about, so fast What about fast a guy that's got no roots? No What's roots? Yet. Yeah. What's that? What about a guy that's got no roots yet? Ooh. But, but, but knows he's the kind of guy that like Ooh. wants them. All right. Great question. He's got to plant his roots. Plant his roots. Right? If you don't have... How does he, he do that? Right. So you, you, well, you navigate, you find... I mean, you, listen. Firefighting... Firefighting is very simply this, and I've talked about this before. 99% of the guys in the fire service are alpha dogs. They're uh, alpha uh, males. Uh, 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 uh. We have to be. If we're followers, we lose. You have to inherently be a leader. And so you have to, you know, there's, the fire service is not handed to you. In life, I've talked about this, life is not handed to you. Like, you have to find your way. 
You, Ryan Pennington, has to find his way through the fire service and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. You take what you, you take all your outside experiences, whether it's history and tradition and culture from the old guys, the training on YouTube, to taking classes, you mold and shape and craft that into who you want to become. What, it, what ultimately I think it is, is it comes down to inner personality. It comes down to who you are. You either have it or you don't. If you have drive and desire, you will succeed. And that's not just firefighting, no, that's life, life, right? And then there's other people that don't, that maybe don't want to, you know, uh, be a leader. Maybe they're more of a follower, they need somebody to, But that's know, okay too. I'm not saying it's not, yeah, but, yeah, the, yeah, but yeah, the fire yeah. service- are good. Yeah, Followers yeah. are fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? But the fire service inherently is based on initiative. And how do See, you now? Now, and, and that's what it kills me about the, this younger generation. They don't. They, well, they do. It's just that you've got to you've got to get through it a certain different way. I I, I, I like to look at it as there's two opposing sides, right? You right. have the younger generation on one end right. with their iPhones and they're like twittering and, and whatever else they're doing, and then you have the other end, which is like. We, you know, traditionally would say like the dinosaurs are starting to stomp in the back of the room, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do this again." But like, there's a pathway to get those two talking. And I like to think, at least for National Fire Radio, we talk about the pathway because right. there are so many people who come into a firehouse, and like when I, I look at when I started on the job in Poughkeepsie, I was surrounded by some of the best firemen, and I was so apprehensive to right. approach them, and I should have approached them and been like, "Hey." And sometimes I was not listening to them telling me like oh you were just doing, you were doing such a good job holding that microphone i didn't want to come on but like you know they were telling me things and i wasn't listening and there was a really like uh, a pivotal person to kind of come in behind behind me sometimes and be like literally smack me in the back of the head and say what are you doing well it's it, it's so funny that you say that because we had a uh, one of my best friends on the job retired the other day he retired at exactly 20 years he's going to be a battalion chief at the plant so i stopped by the retirement thing and my wife's like where are you at it's like, are you still down another man? My God, you talk to him so much. He's just going to be the same person as tomorrow. Just a different job. No, I ran into the retired fire chief of my place. And he's like, hey, Ryan, did you ever know But before that mall, there were some strip row houses that we used to burn like once a week? Yeah. And he was like, and he's like, I was immersed in it. Yeah, the young guys need to, to hit up the old guys and like uh, converse with them. And uh, the young guys need to like, you know, engage with the older dudes and, and, and converse with them and the older guys need to get on Instagram. <laughs> For all you that's still on Facebook Live, we're not talking to you right now, yeah. we're talking to the other folks. Yeah, and they need to engage with the with the uh, younger guys. Like it's a right? It's like a, yeah. Yeah. Between both. it's it's I'm, one of the I'm things that kills trying me. Trying to be a little funny, but like no, but they almost, need I'm, to yeah. sit down and like have that conversation because we talk about like for my own job, we talk about our uh, older older guys, and I, I knew Jerry Pickett really well. He recently retired, and like my senior man, Craig Ellerkin retired. But there's people who came before them, and I know nothing about them. And every time that like Rocky Wahlberg, he's this like name around Fairview, he comes into the firehouse, and I never get the chance to Rocky. sit down and Rocky. talk to him because he was like he was probably a legend in his day, and he really has some insight into what our department was. Right. And I just want to like I want to sit down and talk with him because I'm pretty sure. He's gonna like encourage me to do better it, and understand the job and what it was. That is probably so. People ask me all the time, Ryan. You get a chance to go everywhere. I mean, you. you I'm, I, let me tell you, dude. If I didn't have a supportive, loving wife and daughter, there's just no way that I'd even even be on this earth right now. 
with my travel schedule in the next six months. That's the best thing that comes from it. Hey, I met a new friend on Rescue 3. I know the battalion chief of San Diego. And it's like, I think that's where you, as you start building this machine that you've got going, is going to capture, it's going to document your YouTube videos, your blooper reel that you put out last night. It's going to be seen six years from now and people are going to go like, When do you oh. see the blooper reel from tonight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, right. And, and I'll hit this, right? Like, you're right. And I think what's so important, I just want to get back real quick where Murph and Rob went too, right. is that we have to also, you know, we talk about the younger generation. We got to talk about the older generation. Uh, we are the older generation now. But the older generation has to understand, like every generation that comes through the fire service, the generation after them is sucks. Yeah. No, they're the worst, right? right. World War II is the, the greatest generation, right? Think about the job died after they got rid of the horses. Right. Yeah. 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 You're, you're absolutely yeah. right. Right. So Those the progression instilled so much. The progression of the, the fire service every. <laughs> but think about this, right? It's like everything in life, but in the firehouse especially, every single generation that comes up is the next worst generation. Right. These guys are gonna ruin the fire service. They don't know how to talk to the older guys. They don't capture the tradition and culture. They don't, they're not as dedicated. They don't love it. You know what, bullshit. I call bullshit on all of it. I think it's such a cop-out. And I think not only, not only are the younger guys maybe Maybe they need to pull their weight. A lot of them do pull their weight, but they right. get lumped into this group of millennial bullshit, which I hate. What I think has to happen is, and what we do at National Fire Radio is we try to bridge the gap between young and old. There you go. And I, I think that's hugely important, but you have to understand that in today, technology is changing quicker than ever, and so the, the way to get the message out there has to be current. Right? We're not reading magazines anymore. I'm sorry to break the news to some people, but we're not. Nobody's reading magazines. We're not reading. I know. Still, I still sorry, reference my collection of, of uh, I, fire engineering. Right. No. Listen. In my bed. I, I agree. Right. I agree. But you have to understand where's the attention. If the if the younger generation coming into the fire service is not flipping through magazines, yeah. you need to be where the attention is so we can get their attention so we can educate them. When I was growing up, I flipped through every magazine, read every single you know, cover to cover of every single fire trade journal there was to learn. Right. That's not how people learning anymore. We're on right? YouTube, we're on Facebook Live. It's, we're yes. we're yeah. same right? content, different. So here's the thing, right? right. And, and I think the other thing too is like, it goes to my it goes to my job too. People used to work from eight to five and after five o'clock they turn off the job. Right. They go home, they didn't have to worry about their job until eight o'clock the next morning. Now, I know for me, my job, I do emails 24 hours a day. I'm constantly dialed into my life now. Right. I can't turn off my job anymore. And that's not just the fire service, because the fire service, you know, guys leave shift, they used to go home, nobody called them unless there was an overtime opening or something, right? Or something bad happened, they got a phone call. Right. Now, it's, hey, what happened when you left that day and this and that, or the, there's constant mm. communication back and forth, right? I so disagree, when I'm home, I'm home. Okay, but that's, but Murph, you to also work for the largest fire department in no, the world, I know, I know, second, and, or whatever, I mean. But, I, no, I know, there's, and that's to be, uh, just not discussed, but mentioned at least, but noted, because I'm, I am. Right. I'm, I'm, I work for a very unique fire department, right? Right. And, but we're talking about the National Fire Service here, right? Right. Like, I mean, talking about Rob, he works in a small, yeah, no, he, he works in a small department with four guys on a shift, shift or right. six guys on a shift. Right, right. And, and, and the expectation is there that you bring that job home and it's really tough sometimes because sometimes you need to check out of work. Right. And that's no disrespect to the job, but you're, you've had enough. Yeah, yeah. So it's very... It's like, sustainable. It's good for the overall. 
Right, and I, I like, I'm so super jealous of you, not because of the fact that like you're in this, you know, Elite revered company. department and you're in this great company and all these other things. It's just the fact that you're allowed to go home and and hey, you know what? Turn it off. Well, turn, there's, turn. but there's, there's also uh, to, an certain, extent, to an extent, to an extent. Right? I mean, yeah, 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 where yeah. I work at's the same way. I go home, I turn Charleston off, but my problem is I turn Jeremy on. Oh! Well, no, turning me on, like social media, not turning me on. I mean, I can. Well, I mean, Charleston, Charleston stays there, but I mean, I'm so ate up with it. I go to the volunteer house and do it. So. But I, but I think where I was going with this right. is like, you know, we're hitting on like, how does the new kid understand tradition and culture? And that's Ooh, that's, that's exactly how we right. that's how we got there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just want to kind of bring it back around because what's super important for me is like the life lessons that I've learned. I try to pass them on to the guys in my firehouse and the right. guys that I that I come across. And to be able to offer a platform where we've been able to build some market share, where we actually have people that actually want to hear us, right. that's fantastic. Don't listen to me. Listen to our guests. Listen to who we surround. You know, Do what I do, not what I say. See the people that I hang around with. There's a reason why I have an incredible Rolodex in my phone of incredible stand-up guys across the country. Right. It's because we're doing the right thing. And every single time you do the right thing, you win. That's it. It's that easy. You do the right thing, you win. Maybe not in the immediate, but the long term, you'll always win. Yeah. When when you yourself. don't, when you cheat, or you try to cut corners, or you take the easy way out, you don't win. And this fire service needs winners. We Ooh. don't need baggage. We don't need people to bring us down. If you're trash or you're there idling because you just want to, you know, you just need a place to be. You're going to get stepped on and you're going to get pushed out of the way because guys like myself don't tolerate it. And I'll take a stand. I'll take a stand right now. Mediocracy, mediocrity in the fire service doesn't work. Oh, but it doesn't work. But Jeremy, I've been in the fire service. I've got this podcast. I've got 18,000 Twitter followers. I've got uh, people calling me for stuff. I mean, that's an easy thing to have an ego with, right? Well, I mean, if that's the case, you probably should go work for the VA or something. But Ooh. in the meantime, but that, but like, that's, it really is like that's that's not you know you can have all the followers that you want. Like, let me let me see you out in front of the camera identifying who you are, and your reputation will follow you with that as long as you're not hiding it. And we don't hide who we are here. Right. And I know that some people can't like talk about things right. on social media, etc. But like, I think that's the huge thing. Like, you can have those eighteen thousand, one hundred eighty, two hundred something thousand followers. But if you're not willing to put your face to the name and say, this is who I am, you're going to have an issue and people are going to call you out. And that's what he says, that whole mediocre thing, like mm, right. step to the side because we're coming through behind. And, and I, think that, I think that's why I want to bring that back around is I think that's why when you and I talk, you're like, Ron, how, do you, how long have you been doing this? This is my ninth year putting out content. And it's because I could give a flying two hoots about Ryan. I really could. I mean, I published my telephone number, dude. 304-545-6336. You want, you want a job? You know how many telemarketing calls I get? It's a lot. For a good time. It is. But I'm telling you, <laughs> it, I get guys, hey, I want to be a career guy. Hey, we got 1077 in Brooklyn, 258 Gates Avenue near Franklin Avenue, <laughs> Battalion buff. 57. What a buff. Sorry. Huge. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. So, but, but what I'm saying right. is, yes. right, I, is, I think that's why you and I connected. Is because I don't care about Ryan. I care about the next Ryan and the next Ryan. I put five guys on the job who've came with me. The last guy looked like a piece of chewed up bubble gum when he showed it to my house. He was the honor man of his freaking recruit class. You know, I, I, I tell a quick story. Um, I'm very proud of guys like Murph and right. uh, Andrew Magenheim and Steve Post and Brian Commit, like all these guys. I could I could just keep listing names of guys that we've put out through our volunteer departments that have gone on to great careers in great departments. 
there's one guy in particular who's not a career farmer, he's a volunteer fireman, who has become one of my nearest and dearest friends. And I tell this story and I think it's important to be told. He came to the firehouse and I was told that, you know, we do background checks and all this. And right. I get, wink, wink, you might not want this guy because, you know, he's stirred up some trouble. And I said, well, maybe, maybe what he needs, maybe what he needs is the firehouse. Is the firehouse. Yeah. And so I gave the guy a shot. Right. And I said, no, no, you know, bring him in. Let's have him. He's turned out to be one of my best friends in an incredible fireman. And at the end of the day, you don't judge, right? You right. come into the firehouse, you open that door, you walk in with no expectations. I don't owe you anything. Nobody's going to give you anything. We need you and we want you, but understand that we're going to move on without you. And so this is all bigger than us. And we have to understand that we have put out so many great guys that love the job and teaching that passion and sharing that passion with the next generation is our job. And a lot of the times the senior guy is dropping the ball. Rob, you talked about the cell phone before. Mm -hmm. The senior guy is on the phone as much as the junior guy these days. Shoot. It doesn't matter. It's, 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 yeah, it not a, it's not an age thing anymore. Right? We can't distinguish between the young guy being on his phone or playing video games because the 45, 50 year old <laughs> officer is doing the same thing. Or, and if they're not on their phone, they're on the computer. If you want to show someone you're tough these days, like oh. put down your phone for 24 hours, and I'm saying it because I'm guilty of it. Um, I'm, I'm like super guilty of it. I know I am. Like I've always like gravitated towards things that like I know I'm guilty of, so let me work on it. Yeah. Right? But, uh, Dude, I wanted to say something. Uh, you, I was taught like in proby school, like there's three, every guy here, like there's 300 guys in the class, right? And there's four guys here, six guys here. <laughs> Cause you guys are firemen, like we're all the same shit. Right, right. Um, there's three types of dudes. There's the three A's, there's all stars, there's anonymous, and there's assholes. And you're gonna end up being one of them. Right. Right? Right. right. And, and I don't think there's any assholes here. No. But there's assholes in the world. Right. But you're not an asshole forever. Like, you, you can be anonymous or you can even be an all-star. Right. You know? Um, all-stars are like, there's not many of them. You know? Agreed. And uh, the other thing I was taught is that you should always be yourself. That, no, no matter what. Yeah. And it'll come out in the wash. I, I, I really think that that's what I bring yeah. the most home from Jeremy is being yourself, being true. We're here to serve other people than us. I could care less if one person listened to this podcast, but the one person, the Barnaby... Yeah, we could be shouting at the wind. Right. Whatever. But when I get an email from Barnaby Baker from the New, New Zealand Fire Service, Where the fuck? Yeah. I have no clue. <laughs> but he sends me an email and says, Ryan, he said, I just found your podcast down here in New Zealand, Australia, somewhere. It's going to light a spark. Oh my God, New Zealand! I called. I called Jeremy. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got an email. For, it's like, all right, now I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Just like your house goes on without you, I want to leave it better than I found it. And, and I think this is uh, Jeremy. We're getting pretty close to thirty minutes here, and I usually yeah. try to wrap at thirty. I think that's why I gravitate to you. That's why I gravitate to National Fire Radio, is because I owe a huge debt to a lot of people that got me into the position I am. While well, both in the fire service, both in my life, I was a used car salesman. I was an ADHD kid that made horrible grades, and now I'm in the she shed talking to an elite fire company member, a fire officer from Joyzy, and a bunch of freaking computer geeks that I love already because they're right up my alley, all because it's not about me. And, and that's it. I mean, and, and that, it's that simple. Like, you know, we could talk about all the different layers, and we could talk about everything that goes into all this. At the end of the day, it's all about just being right. 
about being stand up, being authentic, be yourself. Because what happens is this, positivity attracts positivity. You know? Law of positive attraction. Mm -hmm. Right. And and that's exactly it. Like, I surround myself with people I want to be with. Right. Toxic people, I don't have time for. Get out of here. I don't have time for. Get out of here. My life is very busy. I have to pick and choose what I want to do every single day like everybody else. Most of us complain more about time and not even money anymore. We complain about time. My time is very limited between everything that I have on my plate. I want to surround myself with people I want to be with. Right. People that don't have the understanding of that or are toxic or get in my way, I don't have time for that. And I think the same thing happens in the firehouse. Absolutely. If you're toxic, get out of the way. You're not doing us any good. Plain and simple. Surround yourself with good people, be authentic, and be true. If you're yourself and you're a stand-up guy, you got nothing to lose, man. It's all uphill. You're going to win. Jeremy, thank you for inviting me into your house. Yeah, uh, you're o- listen. Thanks. Always welcome. Always <laughs> Man, welcome. I tell you, we just finished a we just finished a, a two hour. Uh, I mean, it, it felt like twenty minutes. It really did. I mean, it really did. Yeah. And, and I didn't get a chance to figure out where Solid Brothers doing Solid Brother things comes to came from. We're gonna leave that right there. We have to because there's royalties involved. In this <laughs> mess. Yeah. Thank you for putting out great content. Where can people find your all's content at? What platforms are you on? And do you have your travel schedule lined up? Yeah, so we got a lot happening. Um, as for our schedule, I mean, we have a lot going on. I don't need to go into it, but I will tell you this. Instagram is our is our big guy. Um, right. Facebook, YouTube, please subscribe. Check out our, check out our YouTube. We got a lot happening. Um, what's exciting real quick about National Fire Radio yep. is the new studio. And the new studio- It is pretty be- banging. Yeah, we're going to be pumping out a lot of different content with a lot of different new personalities coming out, and we're excited to do that. Once I throw um, up in here, it's going to get a lot better. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to make this place home. Beautiful. Yeah. You can always rely on good friends. Cause yeah. I got a studio full of them tonight. But right, right. Ryan, thank you. Thanks you for coming to New Jersey. Yeah. Yep. Thanks yep. for trusting us with your story. Yeah. And uh, and we love having you. And thanks for having me yeah. on yours because this is awesome. And uh, you're always welcome back. Well, and you've got an open invitation at FDIC. You've got Beautiful. an open invitation at if, if, wherever I'm we'll at. See you I've got my microphones on and social media it's at national underscore fire underscore radio and Facebook is national fire radio YouTube is national just check us out well and and I know that you you don't like plugging your merch but I'm gonna plug your merch everything that we do does cost money the cameras were on the microphones were coming on this is true we we do we do ask for we want to get we want to exchange your money for solid brother things so if they want to find some of this awesome merch where they go find it at www.nationalfireradio.com. We have a store there, uh, shirts, hats, everything. All the proceeds go right back to the kitty to do what we're doing and to be able to put out more content. Dude's got got and on Facebook too. You can link to it. They got like a killer camera behind there. I'm gonna get ready to whip out my credit card. Brothers, thank you very much. You can see you out on the road. Ryan, thank you, brother. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. And as always, remember, you've been listening to Jump Seat Radio, the podcast that brings you the views and opinions of the backwards riding street level. I want to get to the Rescue Truck Someday podcast. (laughs) Remember, though, that no matter where you're at right now, day one, you always start in the jump seat. We'll see you next week, everyone. Oh, my God. Damn. That was incredible. I can't even. Yeah. Did, how did why did you become a fireman? A salesman? Like car salesman? Listen, Chief, you really want me. Yeah. You don't you need me. I got a 96 DeVille out of the parking lot. You need.
You would look good in the front seat. Hey.